Gotta let him go, sir. <laughs> Gotta let him go. It's bad for the heart. <laughs> This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with your boys, Rodney, Rob, Darren, and Joe. All right, all right, all right. After beating the Golden Knights on Tuesday, the Kings beat the Avs in a shootout to move within two points of the Knights in the Pacific. Rob, what do you think about the game tonight? Oh, wow. What, what a good one, man. Just... Love the fact you get two points in the defending Stanley Cup champions home after being down what two goals? Did we go? To, we went goals. down to four to two, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Man, and just when I sat there and said when McCarr put that last one in for them, I said we just don't have an answer for McCarr. And then Jim Fox says literally two seconds later, the Kings don't have an answer to to kill McCarr, and I. I honestly thought, okay, this is the bad one. Copley finally looks human and blah, blah, blah. And, and then the Kings come back. And it was awesome. It was it was with a lot of energy. They never gave up. It's, it is a completely different team energy-wise. I'm not saying anything else. Just It just – the energy seems so different than it was three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And us as as a podcast here, us as our, um, I think our we've always been saying, stop, take the take the rope off of your neck, step away from the ledge, you know, all the people that wanted just to commit suicide and fire everybody, guys, this is a hockey season, and it's still a long way to go. It's still a long grind, but today's game was so enjoyable. These last few games have been so so good. It's this this is the fun part of it right now, so enjoy. Yeah, if you're having those thoughts, we don't have a number for you to call, but feel free to go ahead and comment down below, and we'll try to we'll try to talk you through it. <laughs> All right, back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Darren, what did you think about the game tonight? Yeah, I think Rob said it well. We, it was a great win. I mean, we, we showed a lot of... Uh, tenacity guts whatever you want to call it like we we didn't give up we got back into it and we got two points which is what we need at this point i mean got a lot of games in hand over a lot of other teams so gotta keep getting those game, getting those two points so that way they have to get two points to catch up to us if they need to or if they they can so my favorite part was walker with the little toe drag goal and then one up in it by saying now i'm going to show you how good our penalty kill is and uh that was pretty awesome kill too right there joe what'd you think uh yeah on that note uh i at the beginning of the game was like just having the thought of you know we could uh use spence and like bjornfort instead of edler and walker and then Mm -hmm. later on in the game obviously walker scores that goal then proceeds to take a penalty which i don't think was a penalty and uh so on that note i'm just gonna go off on that tip i'm not gonna blame anything on on the refs if the kings lost the game or uh even necessarily the results entirely but uh i thought it was uh i wouldn't say like it wasn't horribly officiated um but just uh i don't know 
scratching my head with some of the some of the calls. The uh, was the non-boarding call on uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Gerard. Gerard on Ar- Arvidsson. Arvidsson. Right? That was yeah. terrible. I mean, like that, I, whatever. I I can I can let both go, but if one if one's a penalty, the other one's a penalty, right? Even more so, though. That's the yeah that's the issue. for sure. Uh, but regardless, yeah. To, uh, uh, to to Roddy's point, uh, I was thinking before the end of that, or before that penalty or that penalty kill started, uh, I'm like, oh, Walker giveth and taketh away, but. Uh, <laughs> That did not happen. So uh, I, I was thinking uh, uh, initially just because they're talking about, and I had to look up afterwards. They were definitely missing <laughs> half of their oh yeah top, top or at least three top players uh, with McKinnon, obviously, Landis Gog, uh, and then uh, Byram, the, the defenseman or two. I think they're missing. Hey, yeah. we're missing our top. Power Hell play yeah. score. That's so, right. Yeah. It, it equals. It's all equal. But, and but the we're, thing we're is, missing like, our well, best defenseman who's playing so, World Juniors, right, Rob? Yeah. So the thing is, is like uh, like what you guys are talking about. I think before we even got started here, is like uh, I go on HF boards a lot. Like that's where I, that's my version of Twitter. And uh, there's a lot of like negative Nellies out there, and I really don't understand it. Like I understand it. Like uh, you know, when the Kings are trading seven goal game, you know, having seven goal games, uh, you know, just uh, whatever, uh, g- giving up seven, scoring uh, eight, or vice versa, whatever. You know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I understand, like, yeah, everybody wants like uh, that to be ironed out, but like, there's still like four or five games about 500. I don't know that we're like well ahead of like like three or four man game or three or four games in hand on uh, the entire Western Conference, but at least you're not. Four games below 500 in the you know in the same predicament, so yeah. silver lining. But point being, so the, to wrap it back up to this game, if they lose this game, people are gonna like, like oh the sky is falling, whatever you know. They can't even beat uh, Colorado with you know missing their top three players. Well, they won the game, so uh, regardless how they won, they won the game. They got the two points, and that's what you want. You, you just keep trucking. You just keep rolling. Uh, and that's what they've been doing so far all season. It, and if you watch, like I, I kind of pay attention to, I stop paying attention to the, 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 where the standings are. I just look at the point percentage. And for the first time, I think all year, they're over, um, uh, 60% point percentage. Right. So yeah, yes. And, 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 uh, you know, yeah. Trending upward. So, and, and to your point there too, Joe, the, the important part there, it is one of those games where damned if you do damned if you don't so i hope we do we win the the negative nellies will say yeah but we we barely beat in shootout a team that was missing three of their top players blah 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 yeah well that's better than losing to the team right yeah it doesn't matter figure it out later yeah wins a win win. yep and uh hey we did that with our third string goalie so there's that with with, we've been doing it with a with a (laughs) a minor league goalie um, we are now officially nine games above 500. We, we talk all of our podcasts. I've always been saying, Hey, we're two games above 500. We're three games above 500. We're right. We're good. Hey, as long as we keep inching, inching here we are, we're, we're a little, little past, uh, 
half. Well, we're not halfway yet. Just under halfway, yeah. We're, we're we're coming up to the halfway point, and we're nine games above five hundred. It's we're in a good spot, man. Just yeah, we got some. Everyone's got games in hands, but uh, you had said earlier in the year, Joe. Uh, forget all that games in hand stuff. If if we have points up on people, they have to win those games, and a lot of those teams will be playing each other. Yeah, so sure. we'll take it for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm totally content where we're at. Uh, much happier than I was like a month ago. You know, like where things were kind of idle, and 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 the, the the real positive right now is the uh, not giving up just egregious chances and and goals, like just right. bleeding bleeding goals. So that's been shored up. So next step is to hopefully get one of the uh, one of quicker Peterson presumably quick to start stepping in and um, and if it has to be Copley like who cares uh he could be the next Tim Thomas you know the you're talking about games in hand you know the Knights who were chasing they only we only have one more game played than them and they're right. only two points ahead of us now, so. Well, two two good. things two things I want to say before we move on to anything, Rod. Number one, that that one game in hand that we're chasing. That's that point we're chasing, Jersey first game of the year. <laughs> I told you we will be chasing it. He will not let that season. go. If, ooh, because that's a that we lost one guaranteed, but the possibility of having two points, we we could be tied with them right now. But All right. anyways. So on that point, though, not to go down a rabbit hole, <laughs> but let's go down Jersey, a rabbit hole. <laughs> has Jersey not won us games? Not by just you know a game-winning goal or an assist on a game-winning goal. No. Like, okay, I'll answer so that question. Take, okay, go ahead. Uh, the 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 answer to me always is, yeah, but if we're still chasing that point, regardless of how many points he's won, it could be extra. From that one, because it was just such a bonehead. Just, just, I'm, dude. He's made so many bonehead plays. Joe, twenty game, seconds. He's, also... he's standing behind the net, and he throws the puck to nobody dude, at center ice. Preaching to the choir. I get it. I get it. But like, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Now, take the good with the bad on, on that one play. You know. Now who's being a negative, Nancy? Because particularly because if that's at the be- that early in the season. You had so much time to regain that ground, which they have. Correct. The other thing so I wanted to water on the bridge. Got to let things go, Rob. Uh, they, okay. Got to let them go, sir. <laughs> Got to let them go. It's bad for the heart. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was just. I'm sure we'll talk about it a few times. Just the whole Copley thing. Um, I think the the stability that's coming. I, the play, I think there's a little bit of uh, good timing for Copley right now. I think he was coming in. I think the players started playing better defensively in front of everything. So Copley's kind of the recipient of that better play in front of the net. But where I think Copley is performing where quick and, and definitely uh, Peterson was not performing is on the power on the penalty kill, and I said this before, I'll say it again, and it's the biggest cliche, your your goaltender has to be your best penalty killer, and quick hasn't been. 
during the power during the penalty kills and copley being big and stable and 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 just calming back there that's where i think we we're seeing the better and that's why we're we're keeping the puck out of the net during the power the other team's power play that's why it's not today's game wasn't 6 to 4 and we with with us losing you know so it, Copley's coming in and and he's he's legitimately doing a really good job. What do you guys think about our new left winger, Byfield? You tell me, Rodney. What do you think of Byfield? How many games has he played besides tonight? Dude? I, I so I'm saying that because I think this I, is like I game nine or something like that. Well, this is his second game back since being called back yeah. up. But okay, first, first time they put him on. This is the first time they put him on the wing. I mean, it was what halfway through the game before they did it. And I think it was just the third period, and it was like three shifts, maybe. Yeah. They put him up there with a uh, Kempi and a uh, Kopitar. Looked pretty decent. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe yeah. that's what they might have to do with him until he gets some more confidence before he can uh, play the the role of center, so he can just focus on his offense before focusing on his two way game. I think the other thing too that it does is like we've said it before, but Fiala is like instant offense, whatever line he's on. I mean, they scored the game tying goal with him out there. Like he had the primary assist. So it's like if you can move him down and play him with, you know, Velarde and Lazat, and that can become a third scoring line instead of, uh, you know, semi checking line, like that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. You know what I mean? So, and if Byfield has to go up and, play with Kempi and Kopitar who have a lot of chemistry and they're not necessarily like lighting it up right now, but they're, they're playing well. Um, I think why not? You know what I mean? It still feels like he's filling some things out, you know? I mean, he's only skating like nine minutes a night, like something like that. So we'll see how it goes uh, Saturday, but like, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, don't I do too much I, into it right now. I mean, I do think like it would help his cause to go out there and just like, take initiative and try to do something. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, how I good say, I see that and like, 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 like you look at like Velarde, you're like, you like these guys that are like struggled and like broken through, and maybe he's just going through that 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 period where he has to uh, figure it out. But um, nothing, uh, nothing he did tonight stood out at all except for I saw his number right at the beginning of the game. And then Jim Fox is talking about him being injured. And I don't even think that was even the case. I think they just were rolling lines without him, but who, who knows? I, I, I don't know. I just don't see anything from him so far. And I'm not, not a hater either. Like I'm optimistic still. I mean, you look at what like Velarde's done so far this season and, uh, if you go on the message boards or the Twitter or the uh, whatever uh, vacuum you want to uh, uh, travel down, um, you, the, like, you expect those guys to like never be able to do anything because at this age, he should have been able to do this because he was drafted to this position. It don't matter. It don't matter. Um how much so, older is Velarde with, than Byfield? Age-wise? three years, right? Yeah. Three years? You have Velarde, yeah, is, 
Velarde's 23 and Byfield's 20. Yeah. 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 But the, the thing, too, but, that, that you yeah. have to remember is all of that is promise, not necessarily like, uh, like realized skill right now. Like what you're building on is his six foot five frame and like his ability to, to stick handle at a lower level. And you're reading that and trying to build it up. And it's like just because he, you know, is drafted second overall doesn't mean he's going to come out and be Connor McDavid or any of those guys. Like he, he's going to take time to develop and he's going to take more time because of the fact that he's a more raw prospect, in my opinion. Well, he also it's has just, to, he has to knock somebody off the roster, and and that's yeah, exactly. That, that's a tough hill to climb, I, right. you know. Uh, so where like where does he slot in? Like you have to like like you're fighting for a spot on the third or fourth line um, versus being the second overall pick, being just thrown out to the wolves, or and you know the expectations are low from a team perspective. Um, maybe from the player's perspective, they're higher, but this is a, you know somewhat of a unique situation where um, he's picked so high, and then the team's actually already kind of transitioned, um, or you know, the year that he was drafted, are already on a tra- trajectory which we didn't know last year, uh, um, <clears throat> meaning we didn't expect them to initially be a playoff team, um, and then you know, yeah, this year. Can carry on with that. So, uh, so yeah, he's he's in a, he's in a unique spot not that on that front. But it's good for us, you know. I mean, uh, uh, as we talked about all season, like there's uh, Sophie's choices got to be made here with some people, some players uh, that you're gonna have to pick and choose. And uh, um, yeah, I would obviously not get rid of him, but I mean, unless there's you know, a really good left-handed defenseman out there. <laughs> I think one of my favorite. I maybe would listen. I don't. I think one of my favorite parts about Byfield being being moved up to that top line is Fiala on that third line with Lazat and Velarde actually looked really good. A lot of yeah. energy. I mean, that line looked really good. I'm like, let's 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 roll with that again for another game or two. See see what happens there. Some some supporting stats to this conversation right now, just real quick. Just when you're talking about age, the youngest guys and guys that have played games for the LA Kings this season, 23 or younger, Velarde, Anderson Dolan, Mikey Anderson, Kupari, Fagamo, Kaliev, Bjornfoot, Spence, Byfield, Clark, all, all 23 or younger. And that's a whole lot of guys. So... There's a lot of guys that are kind of in Byfield's spot too, but Byfield, he's our second youngest guy so far this year, you know, behind Clark. He's he's awfully, awfully young, and he he's taking so much criticism from those vacuums, Joe, from from HF boards and Twitter. Well, there's there's time for him for sure. Get off his yeah. back, guys. He give him some time. If I were to tell you guys before the season started that Victor Arvidsson would be one of our top assist players on the team, who would have believed me? I would have. I mean, I, I think you build off the chemistry that he had with Dino last season. And and I think something that you you read him as a sniper because he had a couple – do you have two 30-goal seasons with Nashville? Or is it just one? He had at least one, if not two. Right. 
And so it's like, you read him as a sniper, but I think he's just more of an offensive playmaker more than a sniper. He He's more of a, uh, gritty offensive player more than a like gritty defensive player if that makes sense like he tries to grind it out a little bit you know even though he's smaller he's able to win those little puck battles and he makes good passes i mean i i think i said it i remember i said it last year it's like the one thing i hate with him is like he skates in on the left wing and tries to blast a slap shot and it's like that's not what he needs to be doing like he needs to be trying to make a pass so i don't know i don't know if he was known so much as a sniper as he was a shooter i know he was just Especially last yeah. year, he's just a shooter, but he's way well, more of a playmaker he, this year. He, he had the, he had the he had two. I'm looking at stats right now, and the one that I do remember is he he had the 34 goals in only 58 games played. That's what that's where he started becoming into everyone's conversation about being a sniper. But. Okay, but what is her? What kind of assists did he have back then? When he yeah, he those. only had 14 assists when he had the 34 goals. He only yeah. had 14 assists, but he's been 31, 30. 29-32, you know, he's always equaled. Okay. Goals and assists have always equaled. So, Yeah, he's been playing pretty good lately. So so I had this thought earlier today, like, like I, d- does he not, like, make you like, feel, like, uneasy with the puck sometimes? Like, always. Where he's he, just, no, like, so, like, like. Not sometimes, always. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, it's all <laughs> gas, no breaks. And yeah. it's, but it's, like, it's. He's based like Fiala is like the same player, similar player, but just with like a total control. On. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like just like where whereas like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better well said, but uh, just way less reckless. I mean, you could say Fiala is somewhat reckless at times, but he's also oh this you know can react so quickly like to like the puck he turns the puck over and uh but they're both very tenacious and all that and can also you know fiala can be the same way at times too or it's like i'm just gonna fire this puck from out here and um but when fiala has the puck on the stick i uh my butthole is not as clenched as much (laughs) as when uh, Arvidsson does, but I like both players. So. But Fiala, Fiala makes me nervous when he's the last guy back and he has the puck by himself. When he's leading the play and he's got you know other forwards and defensemen behind him, it's fine. But I don't, I don't, I, and I agree with you. But I don't think he's ever turned one over like that, like uh, twice. So, has he? <laughs> he did overtime twice. Are, are you talking about just just in the second period today? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, all right, no, no, I, no, I'm no, in agreement no. with you, Joe. I, I, it look you're right. Yeah, that's a Fred Durst word, agreeance. <laughs> I'm in agreement with you. So I have some questions for the panel. Let's hear. Okay. We'll start with you, Rodney. Name two kings. You could base this on stats. You could base this on your fan feel. Two kings that are Overachieving. I'm gonna throw Blake Lazad up there. Okay. Uh, worked his way up to like the third line. Uh, Got like seven goals too, I think. Seven goals, nine assists. Not too shabby for a career fourth liner so far. You don't have to come up with two if if you can only think of one. But and then uh, Jared Anderson Dolan. Oh, you like you like what Jad's doing, huh? Just in the last few games, I felt like he was not going to score a single point ever in the NHL, and 
So you're giving them you're giving them a season season overachiever so far for the past few games. That's cool. Yeah, but I wasn't giving you're, I wasn't uh you're a giver. Ex- expecting anything from him though. <laughs> what do you got, Joe? Who who are your guys? Um, I might struggle to come up with the second one, but my first one's gonna be Sean Jersey because uh I don't think it, it goes back to even just him being in the NHL and uh yeah, he might uh uh be a defensive liability at times, uh, to say the <laughs> least. <laughs> uh, but I'm mean, to produce points on the power play, produce offense like he is from the back end. Uh, I, I like, yeah, you have to give that credit, even though it's his second season and he sure did that last year. So I would say that I, I would, I guess, I don't want to piggyback off uh rodney but i drawn a blank because i'm trying to like come up with a forward too so all right well I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna i, say Lizotte. I mean Lizotte, okay. i mean i think he's is has shown more offensive ability this year than he did uh last year for sure so i mean from that point like uh i mean he's a guy on the ice where the opposite of harvest when he has the puck like he does the right thing and right and he's a wrecking ball and tenacious blah 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 and, uh, it, but i think he, uh todd, todd mcclellan would, would agree with both of you guys on that i think that would be todd McGull- mcclellan's choice for overachiever so far he he seems to be liking him and rewarding him i'm gonna take jad off that he hasn't played enough games i'm gonna throw in phoenix copley oh c- come on definitely you, you, you over had your, you had achieving <laughs> darren who are your guys you get you get two of them uh blake lazat was the first one that came to mind and right. then the second one, um, to cover someone different, I think Matt Roy for his, his what three goals he's had this season. I mean, did he score one last season? Yes, four, so, four, four, goals. four goals. Four goals this season. Sorry, yeah. there you go. So, like, I mean, last season I think he scored maybe one, and for him to have four already, um, I think that's a little bit of an overachiever for him. But true, yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go with. Uh... Gabe Velarde is going to be one of mine. Who would have thought coming up to the halfway point he'd be leading the team in goals? I think that's that is a, a little bit of a I did. of an overachievement in in that way. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mikey Anderson. Yeah, he's our number one pairing defenseman to begin with. So how can you overachieve? I'm just so impressed, and to see how young he is. I just i i th- I think he's doing fantastic. He's a big part of the reason why we are where we are. He had that beautiful assist to Makar tonight. <laughs> beautiful, no, I mean, stick to that, stick. That, that that's like definitely for sure because like when you when you talk about problems with defense and stuff, I, I that's like one player that like the cliche of if you don't think of him, you right. know. That means he's doing his job, and he absolutely does. Yeah, he's. I was surprised that that when he said earlier that he's one of the. Hey, what? How old is he? Twenty two or twenty two? Twenty one. He. Uh, he might just be twenty three. But either way, he's what in his third season. Yeah, he, I he's think he tw- started the year as twenty two, right? Yeah, he's twenty three. Yeah, he's he's twenty three, but. That's super young for defensemen. Defensemen are barely breaking into the league, or but but he's so steady, like yeah, like, you know, you know, he's not a liability. And granted, he's playing with Dowdy and like whatever. You can t- talk about uh, Dowdy this and that. If you're if you're gonna t- throw shade at Dowdy, then like you have to say that okay, well then 
Mikey Anderson's compensating for him. So yeah. you can't have it both ways. So he kind of he kind of reminds me like Mikey Anderson is to our defense what Philip Deneau is to our offense to our forward. I'm glad you brought him up because I couldn't bring him up as a under or an overachiever, but. Uh, when he scored his goal tonight, I just every time he scores, I I smile, and it's not yeah. because he wears number twenty four. I just I love the, just he's just such a he's I don't a know good guy too. It seems yeah, like whenever they interview him and stuff, but he's just such a team player. Like he is like a like that is a hockey player. Yeah, that is a hockey player. Yeah. He cares about the team, and it, like and he doesn't even really get interviewed that much. You just see it like through the the camera lens when he scores a goal, he gets so excited. Uh, and then preach it, Joe. Himself, preach it. Yeah, it, I, which I was looking to buy. Uh, Philip to know. Uh, I'm like, I'm not gonna buy a jersey because I'm not a jersey <laughs> guy. But I need to. I needed to know the, the jersey shirt, or I don't know. I just want his fucking nose on a on a t-shirt. <laughs> Philip to nose. That's what I call him. Uh, that's great. That sounds like our first piece of merch. <laughs> there you go. The nose, yes. Rodney, Rodney, get on it. <laughs> All right, so we got to go. We got to go because we're fans. We'll just do one. So we got to go one. Underachiever. We got to go one okay. underachiever. Darren, we'll start with you. Underachiever. Dowdy. Two Ooh. goals on the season. Uh, he plays a lot of minutes, but I don't think his offensive game has been as good as the, the, 18, has in the past. The 18 assists. Isn't it enough for you? There's something watching him. I I just don't feel like it's quite. It's okay. not the same as it was you're, last year. You're year. Lo- you're entitled to your opinion. You know what, Darren? It's funny you bring up Dowdy because I was hoping with Dowdy playing on the team this year, not being injured, he would start rubbing off on Jersey. But it seems to be the other way around. I see Dowdy making a lot of Jersey mistakes back there now, and it's really, I don't know, it's not pretty to watch. Okay, well, who's your underachiever? Is he your Me? underachiever too? My, my underachiever is uh, Lemieux. Okay. Uh, last year, he was able to pitch in offensively while playing the role of the, you know, our gritty guy that'll fight when needed, that uh, instigator kind of guy. So this year, he's doing all that minus the goal scoring and uh, taking bad penalties at the wrong time so i'm gonna say brendan lemieux joe you got one going with the obvious choice cal peterson i mean yeah, uh, yeah i thought we we're talking about king's players we're talking about the rain players <laughs> no, that gonna... no that counts no that anyone no. that's been on the roster this year that's that's why he is the biggest underachiever hey joe's wearing the rain uh sweater so he can talk about it right now so yeah <laughs> i don't even watch the rain game so <laughs> I just uh, had to pay twenty dollars for an LA Time subscription for four four weeks to get this thing. And you know, was, uh, <laughs> you know, Rob. Rob always talks about value of players and how much are we paying Cal Peterson to be a bad goalie in the AHL right now. Yeah, a lot. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, that's I mean, the obvious choice. I mean, if you want to, you know, uh, what they, uh, uh, mathematics when you take out the the high. And the low expectation you have to pick somebody from the middle i yeah i don't i don't know i mean i'm still rooting for him thinking, though yeah I, I was thinking kind of trevor more earlier but i mean he's he's You're, he's that, still playing well but but 
you know, you want you want the, the trajectory to continue upward and you want to see you know, more. Yeah. I don't go ahead. So Rob, Rob, uh, you're the last on the well that, on the conch. I we could leave it at that. I mean, I'm sitting there. Can you can you call more an underachiever? And I, I think you can no. a little. Uh, yeah, I mean, but is he because you're you're a second line player, and your numbers point wise, your production. You, you, there's some third and fourth line guys that have just as much production as you do, and you're getting those second line minutes. So, in that sense, yeah, Trevor Moore might be a little bit of an underachiever. But who's but who's who is your pick for underachiever, Rob? Your one Adrian pick, Kemp. Adrian Who? Kempe. That surprises me. I thought you were going to say Kaliev because I know you expected him. I know you expected Kaliev to lead the league in scoring at this point. So, for you, I thought he would but, be your underachiever. Is, but, is is what's his name? Kempe was within like one goal of leading the team in goals a day or two ago, wasn't he? I looked. Yeah, and I was, yeah, I was yeah. Kempe, yeah, Kempe. Kempe but, uh, is, yes, I would agree with you. Like a month ago or two weeks ago, right? Probably. And that's. But but yeah no that I, that's I guess fair yeah he's, you know, he's number two on on the team right now he's second on the scoring. team you know you take out the take out the empty netters and stuff then he's then he's last <laughs> and, and and to bring this full circle again uh, to, or not full circle but to go back to conversations we had before I did look or earlier and we still have seven players if Kaliev can get healthy again still have seven players that are on. A twenty goal pace, right? And what's Which crazy about that, crazy. Joe? It's it's real even. It's Fiala with ten before tonight's game. Fiala with ten, Kopitar with ten, Arvidsson with ten, Dano with ten, Kempi with thirteen, Dano eleven, Velarde with 50, 15 It's now sixteen, right? And then Kaliev has nine. You know, he's going to be the seventh guy with with ten goals or more, and it's spread out, which is good. Twenty. I'm gonna agree with you on on the Kempe thing as far as being underachiever, but mostly underachieving on his empty net goals. He only has a couple this year. You're right. This time last year, he'd have had like ten or eleven empty netters. So right. he's way behind on the empty net goal scoring. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, at least he's he's he's, he's scoring uh, when it matters. Yeah, the least. shootout stuff. And you know what's funny is the two guys that I picked. You know they've won extra points for us, and because that's what the shootout is, right? It's just who gets the extra point. And Trevor Moore went back to back on shootouts for us, right, with the scores. Right. And Kempe scored a couple good over uh, shootout shootout goals. Three straight, for us. right? What's that? Two straight, two straight. Where he scored a or factored in the game winning or shootout winning goal. Uh, Calgary. That was Moore, wasn't it? In the overtime. Trevor Trevor Moore. No, no, I'm saying. Kempe, Kempe sorry, now has yeah, yes. yeah Kempe he's got the Calgary goal and then the one tonight so yep what and game or more did it back to back nights too what game was it when Kempe and uh, Arvidsson were coming down on a two and one to win Calgary yeah was that to, that game? to win that, that game sick. it was right in front of us yeah that's the first, that's the most emotion I've ever seen Kempe and he didn't even score that goal but he had that pass to Arvidsson and he was so it was awesome to see that emotion for a change coming from Rob's boy Kempe yeah. Velarde, Velarde's like he's uh I tweeted out today about how he he does what a couple of our guys I wish would pay attention to a little more. He shoots 
where he can score from, not above the circle. He gets inside the circle. He gets to the dot and shoots. And we still got a couple guys out there that'll fling little wrist shots from above the circle, like if they're going to, with no one in front, like if that's going to beat a goalie. Well, I, yeah, I think with Velarde, like the thing that uh, this year that uh, in particular is, I think you're saying this is tonight is a perfect example. I didn't even see the puck go in, and it took Jim Fox and uh, Faust uh, at least a second to react. And I was like, "Where the hell did the puck go?" It had to go into the net, but they're not reacting. Because the reason I thought that is because where he was shooting from, he got that yeah. pass. I'm like. Oh, he was, like, and that's like such a beautiful thing to see. Like, and like a, a player doesn't have to be a Kings player, just hockey in general, or it's automatic. Like, yeah, like oh, he has a puck right there. There's like a ninety percent chance. Yeah, that's going you're a professional, like, and that's yeah, professionals bury that. Yeah, it's just like like a robot. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, oh, which is. Like, was he, like, considered when he's playing center to be more of a, a playmaker or maybe a mix of both? Because he's, like, a pure sniper. Like his, We've always said from – we've always said his hands – and So good hands, on the wall, too. Yeah. So good on the wall. If he only had that – like, if he just had that, like, burst of speed. That extra Even jump, if he had yeah. Kopitar speed, which is not speed, but, like, just that little extra boost, like yeah. – Damn, but, Jason Allison. I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good comparison. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, that yeah. really, that really is. Uh, yeah. Maybe not as physical. I agree with you. big body. He's hard to push off the puck. Yeah, and it's like, dude, it makes my heart warm when you see that shit. Like when he's on the wall, and he's like, people like to talk about like the dangles and stuff. Like when somebody's high speed and stuff. When you're on the wall and like he's doing this, that, and then pokes it just like a foot away from both of you two. Yep. Just so, because he knows that that guy, I'm gonna just leave my body on because he can't get it, and now it gives me just a half second to get there. Like, I mean, that's that's a, that's for us hockey purists, Joe. You, yeah. you're, you're talking about you're you're talking like a guy that loves the game of hockey, almost like you've well, played the game, play. almost like you've played the game, and you know how difficult it is to you, you don't to play sound like on the these, boards. You don't sound like these this new generation, the next gen that they're trying to sell the game to by don't touch people in the hands with your stick, it's a penalty. Don't tug on a jersey, it's a penalty. Speaking of Foxy and Fausty, Rob, did you notice they were kind of they were going at it today very subtly, but they were completely disagreeing with what was going on in the ice. Uh over and over again for a few times. Or did you catch any of that? I was actually I was going to choose uh, I was going to choose Faust as being my underachiever, but I didn't want Joe to get mad at me. And come on, Rob, leave him alone. <laughs> but no, that's not an underachiever. He's where he, the trajectory you like already had expected for him. So like, I, how could he like really underachieve? <laughs> I don't think right? that would have been Joe. That would have been Darren. Darren. Darren sticks up for Fausty, and Joe sticks up for Jersey. But yeah, it would have been one. Hey, no, you know what? The the Jersey stuff, I I laugh just because I'm I'm only mad at him for the one point, if not two points. I'm not mad at him about anything else. Because I've always I've always I'm the one that said, hey, 
he he needs to stay because he's that valuable on the power play. Not anymore. But you know, put him on the third line pairing and let him run our our second power play. He, it's he's he's young. What a difference with that second power play unit. When they finally started that unit, we score in what ten seconds instead of playing the old Kopitar Dowdy unit, which does not look good at all in the power play to me. And and uh, Jim Fox called it too. He he's like, it's about time this line comes out here and they score ten seconds later. Hey, quick quiz. Yep. Uh, buzz in, buzz in when you know the answer. Don't look, don't look at your screens. Uh, who's second in penalty minutes? Oh, what's his name? Uh, twenty-two. I can't think. Fiala. Fiala. Yeah. With today's penalty, he moved into second place. Do you oh, know yeah. who he leapfrogged? Hmm. I thought I thought he was gonna be late in it. Jersey, Jersey. Nope. Hold on. Lazat, maybe. Lazat. Lizzo. Liz. That's that's how non gritty we are. He's our enforcer. <laughs> when Fiala, Lazat, Kempi are your second, third, and fourth leading penalty minute getters. Smallest guy on our team has the most <laughs> penalty minutes. Wow. He had a stretch of like three or four games where he took like. A penalty and a half. I think it was that. Bu- that Buffalo Wait a second, Rob. Stretch. You're wrong. You're wrong. Am I? Brendan Lemieux still leads the Kings, even in a I, short. I've said second. I've been talking about second. I left number one because that's obvious. Oh, I thought you said Fiala was second and Lazat was first. Fiala is second now. Oh, okay, he took, he took over Lazat. Got it. Got it. Yeah, he leapfrogged Lazat for second place. Joe, who leads the team in plus minus? Who would you guess? Uh, know. Deneau's uh, no, actually he's, not that. He's, he's actually a he's, negative three. He's one of the worst. It's actually uh, Mikey uh, Anderson. Okay. Followed by your boy, Ayafalo. Those are our top two. Oh, hey, let's talk about that real fast. Yep. Let's, let's talk about how you were not some... a fan of him moving up to the second line. But he's been playing well. But here, here, you know, I, we're fans. Got to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Is there a direct correlation from him coming back in our win streak? Maybe. Or also just the goals against, too, because you have somebody that's, uh, you know. Uh, Responsible. Uh, penalty kill. Yeah, or just. Penalty kill gets better at the on the forward end. Penalty kill. Uh, you got somebody that's retrieving pucks on the forecheck. Somebody that's not letting. Uh, just yeah, just simple hockey. I guess simple defensive plays, um, uh, effort plays. Um, so, not sure that 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 is directly a correlation, but you. Um, well, how's this sound? Possibly. How's this sound? He- the how many games has he played? Sixteen. Sixteen games he's played this season. We have scored points in twelve of those sixteen games. Sounds right. That's all I was saying. We should not trade him. I think we're I think we're ten four and two with him in the lineup. So he's he's I, he's taken over this year. Remember when Lemieux played last year is when we had a really good uh record i like his play i like his play as of late 
Um, I'll still stick to my guns because I'm stubborn. Third I, liner. I I would love to see him on a great third line, which is why yeah. the Kings will win the Stanley Cup this year because we have a third line that has a kid as good as I follow on it. For sure. Third line, third lines win the cup. That's that's the that's what gets you there. And we have three third lines, so I think I think we we have the advantage. If uh, I follow Deneau, I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question once you're done. For sure, if those three are still going as good as they have been the last what three or four games, like he's staying. When more comes back. Is he is he the odd man out? You think they? I I would actually like to see him stay. It. I'll I'll take that. Re- Reverse since Moore's making just as much money as I follow, and they're the same player. Yeah, um, I would like go ahead and leave I follow if it's hot, and put Moore on that third line, and eventually, hopefully, Kaliev comes back soon, and somebody gets him going offensively, not on the power play. That'd be great. And then the Ottoman. And then, out. Yeah, you could start talking about a third line that's productive and defensively sound, and go getters. Right, and the odd men out would would then be like Grunstrom and Kapari. We got those two. Back. No, they're still down on the fourth line, even with Byfield playing. Yep, I I would love to see Lazat and Moore, and like I said, and Kaliev as a third line, and then if Byfield could come up and and start playing third line and let Lazat start being our our checking guy down on the fourth line, whatever. There's lots of options. Yeah, I feel good about our team right now. I don't know about you guys. I know there's a lot of negative Nancys out there, but I'm liking it. I, I feel like after last year, we, we we know we can play defense. So this year, we needed to prove to ourselves that we could score goals. We did that uh, at the expense of giving up a lot of goals, too. So now we're just trying to find that right balance, but I think we're going to be good. Ask Joe. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and dial that back. But no, it's, it's got caught in the middle of a bit. Like, do you think the Kings could win a Stanley Cup with Copley as their goal, goalie? Yeah, My answer to that question is yes. <laughs> <laughs> but do I think they will? No. But uh, but I'm just curious, like, so, yeah, I don't know. You could answer that question, but – there's not much of a difference from Quick. Do you remember Quick was just a goalie they had in the minors that brought up? He was not a highly touted, highly. Um... Yeah, but it's different because like Quick was like just in the, like, uh, particularly in the playoffs. And obviously, we haven't seen uh, Copley play in, in those situations. Give it a few months. Quick is never a goalie about the numbers. Quick is a goalie about the competitive attitude. He still is. And the athleticism and the ability to just be in the moment and, you know. And that was also a product of the fact his numbers also suffered because of the fact that the Kings were a good defensive team then. So, you know, if he had to make one or two big saves a night and he didn't make one of the two big saves, that made his save percentage look way worse than what he was really doing back then. Right. And you're you generally made two of those two big saves. Right. So you're answering my question right now is Jonathan quick. The, I said the Kings will win the Stanley cup. It's not necessarily with cop. Yes. With Copley on, on the roster still. Um, When we get into the playoffs, 
I can very well see quick going in and saying we lean on him saying okay we we've managed your load limit during the season we brought up a, a you know we brought in Copley to really take a lot of the load off he should be fresh and what's to say he can't find some magic and steal a series or how about steal a Stanley Cup again you know it, it could happen um but real quick with quick also um, that last game against Phoenix, he threw a shutout, but, but the ref with the, with the five on three call, that's the, that's the only goal they scored. And then we lost it in shootout. Right. You, if, if it's not that five on three quick, throws a shutout that game. He played very well. He he's rested. We're just riding hot hand right now. I don't think, I don't think there's anything else to look at it as soon as copley comes back down to earth which i hope is never but eventually when he does come back down to earth i think you'll start seeing the whole back and forth again and and quick will be playing every other game and copley will be playing every other game and hopefully we'll be winning 60 percent of the games agreed how cool is it that that we beat just in the last couple weeks the bruins the Golden Knights and the Avalanche. Yep. And the Flames. Flames are good too. Yeah. Yeah. Those. The, uh, yeah, and if you if you go into the interwebs and listen to people talk, like, oh, look what's on the horizon, because the Kings can only beat Eastern Conference teams or they beat bad teams. Well, they can only win the games that they're they're playing. Exactly. Right? You tell so, them, Joe. You tell them. So, uh, and now. It, it, it's funny because their upward trajectory in terms of point percentage has gone up when they're playing better teams. And yes, Colorado is missing uh, three plus dynamic players tonight, but they still won the fucking game after being down by two goals. By the way, after after uh, uh, playing the game half the game or close to two thirds of the game very well, and just just going back to themselves where they just give up two goals unnecessarily and might I add bad goal uh goalie you know the the goals that the goalie gave up the, the at least the the one I think for my memory I don't second it, goal was savable the third one was like a hard play and okay. he should have probably had it but so but like yeah either way like uh yeah um they came out with the point, so um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't understand why you're a fan of. I understand being a realist. Like I don't like. I'm not. Uh, don't think the Kings are the best team in the league by any measure. They're a work in progress for sure. Well, in the next in the next four games, we're going to play both the Bruins and the Knights again. So that would be well, if we could beat them both again. That'd be amazing. Throw in five games, and you're talking Oilers and Stars in there too. Those, right. those are just some. This is a gauntlet right now that yeah. we're in the middle of. There's, there's only one dumpster fire team we're playing in the midst of our next five Justin games. Justin McCarty, where you at? <laughs> and I swear, if we lose to the Flyers, <laughs> right? And oh that would be God. so the Kings, right? We lose to the crappy team, and then we go and beat these teams we were supposedly shouldn't hey, be beating. If, you know, they're a good team. We, yeah. the Kings are a good team. So, 
right. Joe. I, I'm not going to say they're the best team, but they're a good team. Joe. And you know what? The eighth place Kings in 2012 ran the fucking table. And I'm not saying that they're going to, but you just got to get there. That's all it that matters. It's all this 82 game nonsense is about is just get there. This is a, a fan podcast. And when you refer to the Kings, you got to say we, <laughs> not the Kings. Okay. Uh, you got to refer to them as yeah, us. You're not some we. professional sports analysts, all right? Well, we're fans. We're, we're part of the organization. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. We're just as important as the players on the ice. If it wasn't for us, there wouldn't be them. They, they can hear me through my TV. <laughs> <laughs> next, uh, next four games Flyers, okay. Stars, Bruins, Golden Knights. Darren, how many points do we get out of those four games? And Oilers, throw the Oilers in there. Okay, next, what, five games in? Five games. Do five and games the, And the Oilers, and the Oilers. Ten points possible. Uh, I'll take seven. Seven's a good. Seven good out of ten. Stretch. Okay. Rob? I'm going to be negative here. I'm going to say half. I want half. Five, five points. Five out of ten. Five out of the ten. Joe, what do you think? I'm going to go with uh, the uh, mathematical uh, 60% and say six. Okay. All right. I'll be, the, I'll be the positive one out of the bunch. I'm going to go eight. Ooh, we stay hot. Stay hot. That stay means hot. that means four wins. Not even, uh, well. That could be overtime could, wins. That could be two could be loser three and points. Two. That, that, yeah, it could be yeah. three wins and two loser points. All I know is when things were looking bad and we were we were trying to be you know the the stable fan base for the stable fans in our fan base for all 20 people that listen to us um i remember saying how would you like to be the anaheim ducks and i saw a stat just the other day they've only won three games in regulation this year are you kidding like me? That, yeah. That's nuts. It is nuts. So I watched the the Kings Ducks game, whatever it was, a week or two ago. The Ducks are fucking awful. Like, oh my god, I'm not, I'm not even a hater. Like, I don't say don't like the Ducks. They're fucking awful. Hey, they like, just they just beat the Golden Knights, Joe. Good for <laughs> hey, good for them. I, I doesn't mean anything to me. Just rapid fire stuff. Brant Clark had a goal, an assist yesterday. Had another assist today. He's he's performing. He's he's doing well. I still, I think there's a conspiracy out there against him with the World Junior stuff. I I don't think uh, they hockey just, Canada likes him. No, I they, really don't because they, they like smooth skaters. They don't care if you put points on the board. They like. But he's he's yeah. so good, man. It's he, even with all those kids out there that are supposed to be the best and everything. He looks better than everybody else. Not named Connor Bedard, right? Um, he he's he's just looking good. That's all. You know what would really help the Kings make the playoffs this year is if you guys would like and subscribe to the channel. Even if you hate us, just like and subscribe. And what, Rob? Share. I'll have to do that. I'll have to do that. (laughs) All right, Kings fans, that's our show for today. Until next time. Go, Kings, go. Go, Kings. Go, Kings. Mr. Ben Gaming.